Hello and closer to episode 129 of Alternative Wales, the podcast. January is well and truly lingering on. Uh, the weather is atrocious, um, so to bring a bit of positivity and light to the proceedings is the all-new Rodri Davis. Uh, Rod, how are you doing? You've had a haircut, which is unsettling, but uh, <laughs> also um, exciting. Yeah, thought I'd uh, go short for the first time in years. Uh, picked the right weather to do it, so uh, yeah, it's a bit of cold and wet, so uh, <laughs> it was weighing me down, the wet- wetness was weighing the hair down, so I thought <laughs> I'd uh, yeah, chop it off, so. I not much else to report. No, had a week off last week, so uh, yeah, just uh, getting yeah. back in the swing of things. Well, yeah, right back into the swing of things and work on the weekend, but we won't go into that, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll leave that. Uh, and of course, completing the lineup tonight is the man who uh, Angel Rangel called his uh, footballing icon after a stunning second half performance in the middle of a storm in Merthyr last night. Uh, it's obviously Tommy Kaus. Kaus, how are you? I'm good, thanks, mate. Yeah, I've, I've got to apologise to Angel. Um, I didn't let him out, out of my pocket until Newtown last night. So, uh, so yeah, <laughs> sorry. If, he, if he's walking back down the A470, sorry about that, Angel. But, uh, no. <laughs> what, what a top guy, by the way. Really enjoyed sharing a pitch with him. Yeah. Uh, it was it was a fantastic day, right? Really, really enjoyed it. And uh, glad I made the... Um, 29 hour round trip from the north yeah incredible really uh that you made that trip but uh it was worth worth it to see you strutting your stuff at full back once again um it never ceases to amaze me how competent of a footballer you are Kaus. um you know <laughs> you portray this sort of you know fun loving energetic guy you know and i'm like he can't be a serious footballer and then the boots come on you're on the pitch your chest is puffed out and you're strutting up and down the some you know forays into the opposition half. I think you even got on the box a couple of times. I think you beat two men to get in the box at one point. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I really enjoyed it. Like I say, I saved my best performances for the uh, for the old Wales because yeah, there'd be, um, there'd be one or two. Mister Chris Hughes maybe and one or two of the Denby Vets lads would be laughing their heads off at you calling me a competent footballer. So <laughs> but yeah, uh, thanks very much for that, mate. But no, I I seem to. Uh, it's something about the manager, I think. The manager-player relationship, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it, you're a, you're like a grandfather figure to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yes, it's an honour. It's a, pr- it's a pleasure and a privilege. And I got to share the pitch with you for a bit, even though I thought that was the end for me. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll dive into the finer details. If big if at the moment, Phillips turns up later. He's still uh, trying to find his ball um, in yeah. uh, in God knows where in the Merthyr Valley somewhere. Uh, after I mean, he, he shanked sure, the shot, sure, I'm sure we'll dip into it later. But I mean, that moment where he got the ball down, he takes a look up and places the ball firmly right over the stand. Yeah, Beautiful. It's, Beautiful. it is. It's incredible. Real, real great moment. Um, but uh, yeah, we won five two, which uh, which is great. Uh, the mighty alternative Wales once again. But uh, most importantly, we raised over two thousand pound for uh, fellow Welsh football. Um, devotee uh, Matthew Collins. Um, he's fundraising for a vaccine that could um, prolong his life for, uh, you know, by a number of years following um, his sad diagnosis of a brain cancer. Um, so if uh, if you're listening um, and expecting me to plug the magazine at this point, as I usually do, um, instead this week I'm asking if you can kindly pop a few quid into the fundraiser. Um, the link will be in the, in the description, um, even if it is, you know, the price of a magazine, three quid. 
um, you know, it all helps and uh, gets, you know, Matt towards that massive target. Unfortunately, he has to raise. Um, but we the you know the progress we're getting getting there slowly but surely. And um, you know, he's a lovely guy. It was actually the first time I got to properly meet him on um, on Sunday, and he was um, he was great, and uh, the whole team was great. And it was a good day, other than the disastrous weather. But in a in a weird way, it did add to the fun of the fair. Um, so yeah. Uh, please donate what you can. Uh, right then, the standout Welsh football story from this weekend uh, wasn't quite Tommy Kaus's performance at fullback yesterday, but it was uh, Newport's 1-0 win over Wrexham on Saturday afternoon. Um, Kaus, after Newport's replay win in midweek, uh, good run of form with you know Wrexham's trouble in away form, I felt like if you know the momentum had swung in Newport's favour pre-match, and it did prove to be the case, um, what did you make of the game? And uh, you know, from a Wrexham perspective, yeah, I, I was confident going down there. Um, we, we, you know, I think it's well documented. Wrexham haven't been very good on the road this year, or certainly recently. Uh, but I was confident going down there. Really was, and um, it was. I mean, after the first whistle blew, start of the game. I just felt I just had this feeling. I was like, no, this this isn't our day today. I, just, I didn't fancy it at all. It it felt a little bit like um, like sort of Accrington away a couple of months ago. Um, but I gotta say, as bad as Wrexham were, and you know the 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 sending off, I don't think was a sending off. But he's uh, Will Boyle's raised his foot, and you know you give the referee a decision. I don't think it's a sending off. I really, really don't. And that's not biased. That's just you know my sort of opinion. Um, but that said, um, yeah, Newport thoroughly deserved the win. Wrexham created next to nothing. Again, that's credit to Newport. They defended really, really well. Uh, but yeah, very disappointing day for us, mate. And uh, it's, it's a bit concerning now because, you know, we, we pretty much win every game at home. Mm. Um, so so that's great. And that's probably going to be the thing that if we do get promotion, it'll be because of our home form. But it is a concern uh, because it, it just... We just look a shadow of ourselves away from home, so so it's it's a massive concern. Hopefully, we can sort it out. But um, but yeah, again, credit to Newport, uh, big crowd there now over nine thousand, um, and yeah, uh, they they thoroughly deserve to beat us, mate. Yeah. So on the away form, obviously, we'll get on to Newport's great performance uh, in a bit. But um, the away form, how and why is it so different? You know, like you can have a you know obviously teams tend to perform better at home but it seems like it is very much a Jekyll and Hyde team from week to week depending on where you're playing that seems weird doesn't it yeah I mean one one factor I, I do notice is that um, you know sort of at home we quite often sort of uh, you know play within ourselves uh, sort of slightly more defensive in the first half and then just let the handbrake off in the second half and you know it almost it always works a treat and you know what? What the major difference I would say would be, you know, certainly at home in the second half, we push the uh, push the wing backs right up, and they're almost playing as, you know, uh, third and fourth strikers. You know, they're that high. So away from home, we don't really do that. Uh, you know, the the wing backs sort of stay back throughout the game, and it's almost like we're just trying to nick one uh, on the break, maybe, but. Yeah, it's, it, there's a lot of factors, isn't there? I mean, you, you know, your home your home form should always be better, shouldn't mm. it? But I mean, the, the disparity is 
is massive. I don't think I don't think there's any other team in, in the you know the league, the Premier League that, that have got such a disparity between their home and away form. So so it is a very, very strange one. But I, that's one thing that I've picked up though, is, is definitely the wing backs. And you know, in the modern game now, um, you know, you, you are relying on your wing backs for width and, mm. and you know for a lot of attacking play. So, you know, that's pretty much the same uh, with the majority of teams. So so yeah, that's a massive factor. Uh, I would also say, and I've said it for a while, I think Graham Coffin's a, a, a fantastic manager. Yeah. Um, and I think he just, he had that number. I think the way Newport set up, especially going down to 10 men, we, we all sort of said, I fancy us get a, get a chance though. We'll have a chance at some point. It never yeah. came. We never really had a chance in the whole game. We may have only had one or two on target in the whole game. So, so the way Newport ironed out the win after we went down to 10, Massive credit to them, and um, yeah, you know, you you never want to lose a Welsh derby, never want to lose them, and, and you know, it it hurts a little bit more than usual. Um, but yeah, it, it's just one of those things, one of those days. But we can't just we can't just keep saying one of those days away from home. Um, yeah, it's got to improve, I think, if we want to want to get automatic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's tight up there now. Uh, Stockport on fifty four, Wrexham on fifty two. Uh, Mansfield on 50. They've got a game in hand over Exxon and Stockport as well. Uh, and then Crew and Barrow, who are a game ahead of everyone else on 50 and 49. So, it's, there's, you know, it's not. It's very much not the end of the world. It's something you need to nip in the bud now, isn't it? Rather than letting it get any worse. Um, but yeah, all the credit to Newport. I think um, I haven't seen, obviously, any of the, of the game. Um, but from what I gathered listening to, uh, you know, the radio coverage and... Um, and fan reaction. Will Evans and um, Palmer Holden up front for for Newport caused all sorts of issues. I think they were, from what I gather, they were pressing Wrexham quite high and full of energy. And um, and uh, yeah, that's uh, it's it's um, it's a great result for Newport. Rod, um, you know they they've really picked up a buzz in the last uh, few weeks. Obviously, Man United are visiting on the weekend, um, and it seems like it's been a pivotal you know month for the club, and it sort of gives them a base to really push on from now doesn't it yeah it's quite funny that uh, it's when the FA Cup third round comes round I think Newport always get a little lift from it don't they because the last few years they've been involved well I don't know how many years it is now but they've had some big ties and it kind of lifts the whole mood around the place and it ref- it, it jumps over into their league form then so uh, I think the players would have been buzzing after winning that replay in midweek and that's obviously carried on over into the Wrexham game so uh yeah, uh, you know, you never know what they could do against Manu either, because uh, mm. I don't think Rodney Parade's not a great place to travel for an away team. It's uh, yeah, it's one of those grounds that you don't. Yeah, it's it's a mon- uh, Sunday evening, isn't it? Sunday. Yeah. yeah so yeah, could uh, could very well be a, another special night at uh, Rodney Parade on Sunday, no? Yeah, like Man United. The- in in the in the current state that they're in, you know the narrative around them having such a a terrible season and and all the mess. It sort of it's set up nicely for Newport to um to do it, and all of a sudden it it does feel like you know a betting man could could uh, would be fairly confident putting money on uh, on Newport uh, Rod. Yeah, worth worth a few quid in it. Uh... Although I'd probably reckon Man U's only chance of winning something this year is probably that FA Cup now. Mm. So they'd probably go quite strong. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'd fancy Newport just to have a go in it. And yeah. You never know on the night. It could, if this 
run of storms continues. It could be a massive swirly wind and it'll suit Newport just lumping it up or something. So yeah, know, put pressure on the man new defence. So yeah, yes, it, it's a shame they fixed the pitch at Rodney Parade. That was always a leveller. Yeah, that is the one thing in it. Cause, yeah, uh, I think when they had Spurs down, the pitch wasn't so great uh, for that. Uh, was it a draw in the end? Late penalty or something? No, I think they beat Spurs, didn't they? Yeah, they beat Spurs, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they beat them. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that I think the pitch helped them out in games like that back then, but now, obviously, improved surface is not such a benefit, but it's still a not a place you want to go if you're a top-level side, not with Newport's no. history of shocks and it, so... No, Kaus, you weren't very enamoured by Rodney Parade, were you, on the weekend? <laughs> no, it's, it's the... Um... I can't remember if it's the second or third time I've been there. It's it's ten years since I've been there. I know that, um, but yeah, it's um, yeah, it's not great. I think Newport as a city deserves a better venue. Mm. Uh, I really do. Um, you know, it, it's our third biggest city, and you know whether whether they can find some funding from somewhere to because you know a big city like that. I, I, hey, listen, it's not very often you'll uh, hear me advocating for more stadiums down south, but uh, but <laughs> you know I, I think. Uh, I yeah, I think they deserve a bit better, and you know I know the football club aren't the uh, perhaps the richest in the league, um, but um, but yeah, that, that's it's it's pretty poor. I mean, you've got the two decent stands. I am a big fan uh, to the left of the away and behind the goal. I'm a big fan of that old school sort of big roof stand. I, I, I love that. It's proper mm. proper old school, and quite atmospheric as well. But and you've got the new stand opposite as well, but. Behind both goals, um, you know, it needs a bit of work. I think I think that's safe to say. Um, but you know, that aside, uh, I had a cracking day on Saturday. Really did, really mm. enjoyable uh, trip. Uh, you know, as always, like like the old Wales days, uh, the football ruined the trip. But yeah. uh, <laughs> but um, I was able to bump into a uh, friend of the pod, Billy Webb, for a short while. So uh, so yeah, it was a good day all round. The Wrexham celebrity meets the Newport celebrity. <laughs> what a meeting of minds that is. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's um, it's a shame for Newport. Yeah, I th- it's not really down to them as a club because they don't really own the ground, which obviously is has been a big issue for them. But I I know the Hugh Jenkins takeover is there and thereabouts. So uh, hopefully this is the start of a bit of a uh, you know a step in the right direction for Newport. And they are only five points off the playoffs all of a sudden. Um, yeah. so never never say never. Um, but at least they won't be worrying about relegation. Um, which you know is really the you know the least that Newport fans can can ask for. So, um, because it was quite bleak, um, the uh, outlook was at the start of the season. Um, but yeah, if, if you want to hear more on the Man United game, uh, the 1912 Exiles have done a preview podcast. There's out um, uh, now. Uh, they'll go into much more depth than, the, than, than we will and do it justice. So, uh, big, excited weekend for uh, Newport County. Uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, to watching um, that one. Uh, Rod Wrexham go to Blackburn. Swansea go to Bournemouth. Uh, tough games for both sides, but um, do you give either of them a chance? Yeah, I give both a chance, really. I think um, Bournemouth are that type of side will probably needlessly rest players, even though they're pretty safe in the Premier League. So, well, I say rest. They call it rotate, don't they? So, uh, probably give a few fringe players a game. So, Swans will have a go. Uh, it's, a, it's a free hit. And it's much the same for Wrexham. They they can, you know, have a have a break from the pressures of the league and have a go at Blackburn, who aren't in the best of form themselves. So, uh, and I don't think there's not meant to be many Blackburn fans going. Is that house? I'm not sure. I've I've read something on. There's they're, they're pretty poorly attended at uh, Ewood Park. So, 
Yeah, I think um, we've sold our allocation now. I think seven and a half thousand. I believe they've they've only sold about six thousand home tickets. So, <laughs> That's yeah. brilliant. That's yeah. a home game then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine a League yeah. Two side outnumbering a Championship side at their home ground. That is bonkers. That's crazy. Um, do you reckon you could sell more yeah. cows if they put more? You know, if Blackburn offered you more, do you reckon you could sell them? Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And they haven't opened the uh, the old Riverside stand yet right, either. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's a possibility maybe because they they need the money. Maybe they'll open a little bit of the Riverside stand for us as well. Who knows? Yeah. So, um, yeah. so yeah, that'd be interesting. But um, yeah, I think we could possibly sell more. Well, well I mean, yeah. the, the tickets sold out in less than a day. So yeah, I think we could definitely do more. The demand but, um, is there clearly. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I think I think it's going to be a great great night for us, regardless. I, I do fancy us to give them a game. I mean, you know, we have to be better than we have been on the road recently. Yeah. But this is a yeah. this is a different game, and yeah, you, you, know, you raise your levels for a game like this, don't you? As a as a player, I, I imagine. I remember last year we had we I can't remember now who we played, but we'd had a, a, a poor defeat just before or a, or a bad result just before the country game and then we went there and we were 4-1 up in no time and all yeah. of a sudden you're like where's this come from so so yeah that happens as well it'd be a great night <clears throat> yeah a three three intriguing games i think actually and and i think uh people can watch all of them because swansea are on friday night newport are obviously on sunday afternoon at 4 30 and rexham are on a monday i think um, yeah, swans are on thursday night didn't they it's thursday night is it yeah i was looking earlier that for some reason they, they did it Fucking for the hell. Yeah. that is that is, i i did see people saying you know, like it's a shit night to go and travel. I just thought they'd put it on the Friday, but Thursday, that is shocking. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good opportunity. I think they're trying to do that with the FA Cup now, and they like, yeah, put it over like a, like they do with the Euro qualifiers and stuff, put it over like fucking five days instead of the 3 p.m. Saturdays. It's a bit daft. Yeah, that's ridiculous. TV, you know? Bournemouth from Swansea is what, three and a half, four hours? That's ridiculous. It's, it's, yeah, I suppose, I suppose it is, isn't you it? Know, yeah, it's, it's, South Coast is. The, the uh, you know, the travel on the south coast is, is difficult to get to, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah it, it's a good opportunity for Swansea I think, and Luke Williams to see a bit more of his team. And it's a free hit, isn't it? Um, uh, and uh, if they win, bonus. If they don't, then there's no shame going out to a side like Bournemouth who are, are having a really good season in the Premier League. Um, Cardiff, thankfully, won't be in action next weekend. <laughs> Thank God for that. Um, after already being knocked out of the cup, uh, it was another rough weekend for the Bluebirds, um, who lost 3-1 to Plymouth, uh, despite going 1-0 up early on. Uh, Errol Bullitt, uh, the manager, was very, um, very brash. Brash, maybe? I don't know. In his in his post-match interview, uh, he is good as sort of threatened to walk. Um Christ. All is not well. Uh, I don't know what's happened over the last few weeks. I think, you know, the whole season seemed to be building towards January. Uh, and we are now uh, sat here at uh, 18.53 on Monday, the 22nd of January. And Cardiff have done no business. Um, the only thing we've done is let two of our lone players return. Um, he clearly was promised uh, a bit more uh, than what he's got and uh, isn't very happy. Um, and to be fair, that bloke has worked in Turkish football all his career. Uh, I'm sure he's seen some shambles, so uh, it must be a real shambles if he's threatening to to get out now. But uh, who knows? By Wednesday, it could all be different. Cardiff could have a, a new manager. Cardiff could have signed three players. It's you know, 
take it day by day as a Cardiff you, fan. You, you'd, have, you'd have thought with what he's done so far, he deserves a bit of backing, doesn't he? Yeah, if, exactly. If they can, so he's probably yeah. quite right to be a bit miffed at the, you know, not doing any any business at all. So yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I think we, I think. Yeah, I was just gonna say. I think with January though, I think a lot of it happens in the last week, doesn't it? Because yes. no one really knows who's in the plans for the rest of the season and all that stuff. So, yeah. Um, what's what's Tan's what's Tan's sort of you know, what's his goal with Cardiff? Do, like, do, do we do we know? I mean, well, this is it. Know? No one knows. You know, he, he he pumped a load of money in at the beginning, did the rebrand. Yeah. You know, got to the Premier League, got relegated, and he just seems to be constantly burnt by that. By, by that Malky Mackay transfer window where we signed Cornelius and spent a load of money on players that didn't work out. And since then, he's been very, um, you know, reserved about spending money. Um, I know his businesses took a massive hit because he's in hospitality over COVID, but I think things have started picking up again. So there's, you know, he's got loads and loads of money, but I think he's just been burned so many times. He doesn't want to pump it into the club. But, you know, if you believe what, you know, the uh, Dalman and Chu are saying that he's pumping money in to keep the club running rather than investing in the first team. Obviously, he invested then in Emiliano Salah and obviously everything that's happened with that since then, you know, and, and then he spent a bit of money under Warnock all on, you know, crap. You know, he spent like £3 million on Aidan Flint, you know, who is a good, decent player, having a great season for Mansfield, but he is currently playing for Mansfield and that was only four years ago. Um, six million pound on Gary Medine. So he spent money and I just think he doesn't want to throw around money. But but then like you said, Kaus, what is his end goal? What is he what is he getting out of this now other than it hemorrhaging cash? Um I did promise beforehand not to get onto it. Um uh, but here we are. Um yeah I, I you know it's just it was so annoying because we started the season so well and it, we've just already reverted back to the card of city we all know and love over the last few years of you know one you know step away from a crisis um or a managerial sacking um but yeah I, you know it, it's you can only put paper over the cracks for so long um and you know we'll keep circling the plug hole we'll go nowhere we'll be lucky if we stay up in the league in the next 5 years unless something drastic happens um we are the everton of the championship it feels like um, you know, a club that should be doing much better because um, the potential's there. You know, the potential for the club is there, but but um, the ownership. I mean, it's been over ten years now they've been in charge, um, and we are very much not in the same place as we were when they took over. <sighs> yeah, banging the head on the wall, Robin. Yeah, and and <laughs> you know, and the great the great thing is is if you sell a football club now, there's no guarantee. There's no guarantee you'll have a good. You know, someone coming in and, and taking it on, you know, look at mm. Reading as a prime example. Um, you know, it's a gamble, but uh, something needs to change at that club. Uh, and I don't really know um, what it is, but uh, we'll see. Um, also, uh, you know, as well as 1912 Exiles uh, for the for the Man United preview, Vuv the Ninian, no doubt, will do a, a big fallout from the weekend as, uh, you know, Twitter's been in crisis, so uh, I'm sure they'll have a nice balanced view of things. Um, and uh, yeah, you don't want to hear any more of my thoughts and feelings on Cardiff, otherwise we'll be here um, all night. Um, on to more cheerful football things. I attended the uh, Nathaniel MG Cup final on uh, Saturday evening uh, to watch TNS do what they do uh, and beat Swansea Academy 5-1. Um, I feel like I've seen I thought, that. I thought you said I thought you said more cheerful, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that TNS performance so many times. You know, they, they get an early goal and then sort of take their foot off the gas and then they'll have a little bit of a scare and then just go bump through the gears, score a load of yeah. goals. It's never exciting. And they just, you know, it's so, it's just, you know, I'm sick of seeing it. Um, but it was it was a decent crowd at Barry. Um, I think it was just over 700 there announced, um, you know, considering it wasn't the most attractive final in terms of teams, you know, an academy side playing a... Um, you know, a side that has no fans, but there was some, you know, a decent amount of Swansea fans there trying to get a bit of atmosphere going, chanting, um, uh, you know, sort of champions of Wales, you know what you are, or whatever they were singing. Not that make that's a positive chant. Um, you have <laughs> champions of Wales, you're having a laugh, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, uh, but um, but you know, there was a car full of TNS fans there. Um, to you know, they weren't going to reciprocate because TNS fans it's tend to... Smart car. Yeah. <laughs> TNS fans tend to be exclusively over 60. Um, so, uh, yeah, is what it is. Uh, this is where we're at. Um, but in terms of football, it's the first trophy for TNS this season. There's probably another three up for grabs. Uh, the league, the Welsh Cup, and uh, they're still in the Scottish Challenge Cup. I think they play Falkirk this weekend, which will be really interesting because... Uh, Falkirk uh, seem to be on a massive winning run themselves or an unbeaten run. Um, so uh, it'd be good you know, to see what level TNS are at. Um, but it's a trophy they've missed out on over the last couple of years. Um, but uh, Craig Harrison didn't seem too enthused by winning it in his post-match interview. He barely cracked a smile as he normally does, but uh, I wouldn't expect anything more um, from, uh, from TNS. They just, the juggernaut keeps on going and there's nothing yeah. we can do. There's nothing we can do. You, you, you say the juggernaut keeps on uh, keeps on rolling. Maybe Rodri could go to the other clubs and give them like truck advice to try and like, <laughs> uh, bring around the downfall of TNS. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not sure that's what's going to help them. But uh... <laughs> uh, there was no Cymru Prem this weekend uh, as the mid-season break continues ahead of Phase Two, which starts the first weekend of February. Um, but there was a, a standout game in the Cymru North as two promotion contenders went head-to-head. Surprisingly, I think, uh, Airbus ran out 3-0 winners over Flint. House, I didn't really expect it, um, but it's a massive result for Airbus. Uh, Although, you know, although they're top of the league by four points, they've also played three more games than Flint. Hollywell are on 17 games and one point behind Flint. They're five games in hand over Airbus. So, it's all very much still to play for, but... It is a it's a message from Airbus that they you know they're still in it. Yeah, hundred percent. Didn't see that result coming. Uh, same as uh, what you said there, right? Um, yeah, fair play to Airbus. That's uh, that's that's a massive result. And like I say, Flint have been so consistent this year. Hollywell will be over the moon with that, uh, and that's that's an opportunity for them now. Uh, there's one more Flint Hollywell game to come this season, um, and that will be. I think if my memory serves, I think that's at Hollywell as well. So that all of a sudden now, um, you know, that, that leaves it open for, for Hollywell and Airbus as well. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you're talking about them. They've played a few games more, but, you know, there'll be a few twists because um, there are some good sides at that top end. You know, I, I watch I watch a bit of Denby Town and, um, you know, Dem- Denby They're having a great really season. They're having a great What's season. That? Denby are having a great season considering. Yeah, yeah. And they're, re- they're really the good sides. 
Mold Alex, fantastic team. Yeah. Bangor are a half decent team as well. So there's some fantastic teams at the top there. And, you know, there's going to be a lot more twists, I think. Um, I had a good chat yesterday, funnily enough, with um, a couple of lads, um, you know, one of the lads from Cantwit Major. And, you know, I think we should be very proud of uh, how the standard of tier two football throughout yep. Wales now is, is really, really good. And, you know, we've, how many times have we said that on this pod, if you're going to go and watch a local game, go and watch a tier two game. Cause they're, yeah. they're you know, they're really, really good, uh, good value for money. So, um, yeah, you know, get out and watch any game, of course, but, uh, but tier two is where it's at for me. Yeah. I went to Santwit as well on Saturday, did a double header, the Vale of Glamorgan double header. I did, um, <laughs> uh, Santwit beat Avalido one nil. Santwit are, uh, I think they, 14th um, in the relegation zone, uh, beating Avonlea, who were fourth going into the game, and uh, probably could have been more than one nil. To be fair, they uh, they were brilliant, and uh, fingers crossed they can get out of trouble. You know, because they're a team that's been hard done by over the last couple of seasons, especially after you know winning yeah. the league and uh, losing all their players. Um, you know, it'd be very very cruel if they ended up you know getting relegated. But three wins in three weeks. Um, is is very impressive and as long as they keep winning games they'll be all right um and finally uh tickets for the playoff games in march went on sale today rod just under two months to go uh you know how are you feeling as the games are uh, approaching quickly yeah much the same as last time really uh it's in the back of the mind for now but the more it comes close the more uh Start getting nervous, I think. But right now, it's so far uh, two months sounds like a lifetime away. Right now, yeah, it's gonna come around pretty quick. Um, yeah, just hoping those two tickets are for two playoff ties, isn't it? Because uh, yeah, shell the money out now, and it could be for a friendly against Estonia. So <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah, be there for both. So yeah, it's funny in it the old the gamble. I saw people kicking off on on Twitter, but you know what are the effort gonna be? W going to do try and sell thirty three thousand tickets in like one yeah. working day before yeah, exactly. the playoff final. It would be a disaster. Um, yeah. let, let me let me tell you something. If if we don't win that first game, there's no way the attendance is going to be thirty three thousand. Yeah, I mean it's a great earner for the FAW if it doesn't happen. You yeah. know, it's a bit. Of, you know, if we don't qualify for the Euros and we don't get all that money, at least they get. You know. Uh, I was, was going to say they, they, they've they've sold thirty three thousand tickets, but they won't even have to pay for stewards for that. Game. No, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's uh, oh horrible. I I hate the way they do it. It's 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 not you know the fact that it because it it's a UEFA thing, isn't it? And it comes down on fans. You know, previously the playoffs used to be a two legged thing uh, between the same two yeah. sides, home and away. You knew where you were at, but you know for for UEFA to ask you know governing bodies to sell tickets to a game that may not even happen um, is bizarre. Uh, and I'm just glad in the two playoffs we've had in the last couple of years, um, the final hasn't been in a away game. Because imagine winning that, yeah, that exactly. Thursday game and then having minute, uh... to try and get to Poland or Estonia by Tuesday. Um, yeah. It's, it, yeah. So I'd rather spend 30 quid on a ticket for a potential friendly than, uh, than spend, you know, 250 quid on a trip to Poland and just go into Poland with no football. Um, or for a friendly, who knows? Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's coming thick and fast now. The games, are, the the you know the leagues are uh, weeks are rolling by. Welsh players seem to be doing all right. Dan James scored again uh, on the weekend. Um, yeah, Ben Davis is, is seems to be close to fitness. Aaron Ramsey's back in training. Uh, I don't know what's happening with Brennan Johnson. I don't know because. 
the Premier League seems to have is had this weird thing that I've not heard of him for a few weeks. Anyone know what? I played. He played last week, didn't he? He did, did he? Against I, Manu, yeah. I haven't really seen people talk about. But then him. they have that staggered weekends now, don't they? So yeah. I don't think Spurs had a game this week. So no. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure he played the week the week before. I can't remember who they were playing, but I remember seeing him play. Uh, yeah, no, he, he's definitely playing, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's good. especially especially now I think they've got a couple of players as well. Sons in the Asian company, so yeah, I think he's been, I think he was starting anyway. But yeah, he's definitely been involved the last few games. But good stuff. I don't don't keep up with the Premier League much, do we? So no, <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. yeah, sort of live live Premier League vicariously through Fantasy League and Guardian Football Weekly. Is sort of the only two ways I I keep in touch with them. Yeah, I remember yeah. the last time I sat down and watched match of the day. Anyway, anyway, uh. I digress. Um, that is your weekend of football reviewed. Let's chat to Phillips next about the biggest game of the weekend. Alternative Wales 5, Matthew Collins 11, 2. Agent Phillips, are you there? I am here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was watching Gladiator Saturday night. I had to stay uh, in. Yeah, stay in, uh, keep yourself fresh for uh, a mega performance, really, on Sunday from you. Um, you know, left back, left mid, centre attack in midfield. I don't even know. You played all, all the positions um, for about 45 minutes. How are you feeling? I tried to get away from Angel Rangel, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and when I looked up, I, I was a man marking a guy who's played over 200 games in the Premier League. <laughs> Uh, yeah, my, it was back to get the wall stuff from that moment onwards, I think. Yeah, but you got through it. Um, but we do have a question from uh, fellow teammate Evan Williams who says, Has anyone seen the football Phillips put on the A470 yet? Any any uh, reply? Yeah, well, um, I actually aimed for an advertising holding from a competitor, <laughs> and I think I smashed it so. I wasn't going for goal there, to be honest with you. If anyone yeah. sees this footage, delete it immediately. Uh, on the touchline side of the pitch, like, yeah. yeah. Put a bit of swaz on it, as the kids say. <laughs> yeah, it was... Uh... That's the Renault swaz. That's the advantage. Uh, I obviously can't answer this, but Evan Williams did something I've never seen on a football pitch yesterday. What was that? He missed the ball with his left and his right. Consecutively, <laughs> and still managed to turn his feet. He tried to play a pass with his left and missed the ball. Then tried to toe poke it with his right and missed it. And then the ball just dribbled to some guy on their team, and he just put his hands up and just yeah, yeah. He played badly. Yeah. <laughs> my... yeah. He played badly. He played badly. Calling him out now because he... <laughs> I don't know what position he was playing either. I was looking after him for most of the game. No, it was a good uh, good game, wasn't it? Yeah, the shape of the was... weather, like. Yeah, you could have sorted us out with a dome or something, surely, couldn't you? Les just said, does he's banned from all of them in Wales? So. Yeah, <laughs> halfway through the game, halfway through the game, I thought about creating a documentary about survival. <laughs> How twenty-two men survived Penadaran Park in, in in wild conditions. Oh, yeah. I had about twenty-five minutes at the end, and um, off the back of a chest infection, I had no intention of playing at all until we ran out of defenders and. Uh, I thought that was it for me. I just couldn't get any air in my lungs because I was just getting attacked by wind and rain. And yeah, and and the bloke who played in the Premier League was running at me. It was just yeah. all happening. I was just, just going to say about Angel Rangel now. 
it's like uh, there, there was a corner and <laughs> we were marking everyone. <laughs> Just a guy who played 200 Premier League games. We left him on his own. We marked the guy, we marked the 20 stone guy. He was having a fag <laughs> on the far post like that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Oh, God. He's a renowned poacher, that guy. <laughs> of fish, <Yeah>. I think. <laughs> <laughs> big, uh, big shout out to Kaus to nearly the Maradona moment. He did. He, yeah, I, I said he took on about two or three men, didn't he? he Managed to get in the box. I don't know what happened with it then, but it was a hell of a run. I was going to be a yeah. bit more like dramatic and say he took on eight players. Okay, I mean, if you want to, <laughs> yeah. and then he nearly broke broke the pillar in the terrace behind the goal. Yeah, I was going to say my my memories are more consistent with uh, with Phillips's than yours, right? So yeah, yeah. we we'll go for eight. If that's eight men, right. yeah, 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 twice. Yeah, but then the finish, the finish. Well, I think the the terrace has suffered structural damage from the, the finish. <laughs> more like Madonna than Maradona. I don't know. I was trying to I was trying to uh, take out the uh, the old British coal sponsorship pod behind the behind the goal. <laughs> Uh, we always knew we had a problem with British gas. <laughs> <laughs> um, Phillips, obviously, um, some not so good performances as we've already mentioned, but also some good performances throughout. Anyone else catch your eye? Maybe a potential uh, client of yours in the future. Fair play to Alan Florida for playing ten minutes with a, <laughs> with a disability. <laughs> Torn groin, to be fair. I think he uh, he said. Now, you can look at this both ways, can you? You can say fair play to him for coming on, or you can say, what an idiot for being a liability to the team. True. And yeah. it's because of him I had to come on and, and play. So, uh, I don't to, think be it fair, helped. to be fair, the, oh, the conditions weren't ideal for Alan Florida, were they really? Well, he's used to hurricanes, uh, tropical yeah, storms, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, big shout out to uh, Lori Roberts, who slid uh, Bangor legend Lewis Sharp in three or four times. And, uh, well, obviously it came to nothing, but they were good for two balls. <laughs> they were really good. Yeah, and yeah. also a huge shout-out to Laura McAllister. 90 minutes at right-back. Um, the oldest player in the team. Sorry to remind you, Laura, but uh, definitely performed like one of the youngest. Yeah, and Lewis Sharp for not stopping running. Yeah, to be, fair. Not... to be just, fair. To be fair, from chasing from... shadows. From last time I played in Penadown, you could have put Lewis Sharp through one on one all day and he'd miss. So yeah, you know, he, <laughs> yeah. he missed. He missed so you could score, Rod. Yeah, yeah. Fair. Shout out to uh, to the gaffer as well, Marchi, for uh, for getting the result. He was beleaguered before the game. The chairman was watching from the stands. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> but he pulled out the results out of the bag. And the other thing as well, the I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, Phillips. Um, he was uh, he was having a good old chat with uh, with Lord McAllister in the bar. After I think he's looking for a new role, role within UEFA now. Well, you never know, do you? <laughs> aim high, aim high. Um, that's what I gotta say. Um, on that, uh, sorry, on that chairman note, uh, uh, Alan was sitting a bit like Sam Haman on the dugout there. Yeah, it's surprising he didn't go around the goal and at Hall and stuff. Yeah, if it, was, if it wasn't for the if it wasn't for the weather, I'm sure yeah. he would have done a and pitch. No one on the wag bag was there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but no, it was good. It was a good day. I think you know, shout out to Ed King and Joe Davis. Uh, the Ed King in goal, super performance, saved a penalty. Um, uh, also. Big uh, shout out to Angle Rangel who didn't take the penalty um, because he was so so scared 
of scoring against Kaus. Not that Kaus was in goal, but you know, he just worried. <laughs> yeah. I think he melted really when you came on the pitch, Kaus. I think he sort of, you know, such a a, a great front fullback um, facing you know Angarangel. It, it was intimidating. I'd like, <laughs> I'd like to say that you know, Kaus had the left on side sewn up in the second half. Yeah, the two of you, the the Phillips Kaus left again. Great managerial to put the two of you together. Yeah, um, yeah. The on the left was... where they belong. <laughs> it was it was nice to compare notes with uh, Angel Rangel. I mean, you know, he was sort of telling me about the time he, you know, he, he won with Swansea uh, at the Emirates and uh, winning the League Cup. And you know, I was telling him about the 2013 Intermediate Cup final against Saint Asaph. So you know, we had we had different stories to tell. Yeah. <laughs> but really, they they're no different, do they, Kaus? You know, he, he might have won a, a League Cup and you won an Intermediate North Wales Cup. Well, I actually went more silverware than him, so you know. Oh, there we are. Yeah, 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 you know, fair before yeah. before we go, I would like to be quite sincere for a change, and thank everyone who turned up to watch. Because to be fair, there was a hell of a crowd there. There was, yeah. Lewis Mitchell um, of photography fame came off the bench. Uh, came came off, um, and he turned to my dad. He said, "I ne- I never played in front of so many people. Um, yeah. it, was, it was probably you know almost a hundred there." You know, that's most than more than TNS get. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Just, big, big thanks for everyone. For more than TNS, out. right? Come on, mate. Come on. We can we can do something better than that. We can say something better than that. Come on. What do you mean? TNS can, playing friends you, of fucking 15. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, thank, but just a great uh, day. Thank you for everyone who came. And yeah, uh, I don't know the final total, but I think we've. Uh, Maybe raise a bit of money. Yeah, I've uh, I've been reliably informed that it, it's almost you know over three grand at the moment. So uh, hell of amount of money, um, oh, which is you. great. Which is great. So yeah, uh, yeah as uh, Philip says, in a rare sentimental moment. Thank you very much, um, Philip. What's on the cards for you now over the coming weeks? What can we expect after the success uh, of Off You Go, Phillips, last week? Uh, off you go, Phillips is uh, off in the go again. <laughs> 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 this weekend, but uh, Hurricane Jenkins might put a stop on that. Whatever this weekend's Hurricane or Storm is called. Yeah. Uh, the van has been serviced, uh, ready to go. So uh, look out next week. Hopefully, you'll have a game to report from. Good stuff. Uh, looking forward to it um, if it comes off. Uh, Phillips. I think that leaves uh, only one thing to say. Rod, do you want to do the honours? Yeah, yeah, okay. Off you go, Phillips, now. Go See you, boys. Go <laughs> In true Phillips fashion, uh, he forgot the important stuff, uh, like who scored, what the final score was. Um, so I'm just uh, jumping in here to say it finished 5-2 to Alternative Wales. Um Goals for Alternative Wales uh, was a lovely finish from Rob Jones early on. Uh, a looping header by Charlie Cottrell, which somehow found the back of the net, uh, despite being in the air for all of, uh, you know, 10 minutes. Um, a double from FAW fan engagement officer Max and Jones, um, keeping uh, keeping their defence well and truly engaged. Um and also Macaulay Davis, who uh, once again scored uh, for Alternative Wales. So, uh, yeah, all-around good day. Uh, thanks again to everyone who's donated, uh, who came, who played. Um, you're all legends. Uh, back to the pod. Welcome back to part two of the podcast. Uh, we'll start, as we always do, with our lineup game. Um, 
picked a belter uh, this time uh, once again. Uh, maybe it's not as much as hard as some of the other ones. Anyway, um, I think we haven't done this before, but um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. We're doing uh, Wales 6, China 0. 22nd of March 2018, Ryan Giggs's first game in charge. Uh, you know, as part of the China Cup. Um, so, Rod, as our winner last week, would you like to go uh, first or second? Did I win? Did I? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Yes, you did. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll go first. I'll go first. Yeah. Nice. yeah okay. Do you want to uh, kick us off then, please? Gareth Bale. Correct. Scored three, <laughs> scored three goals. Broke Ian me out now. Uh, goal yeah. scoring record uh, that night. Uh, Kaus. Yeah, I was I was definitely going for Bale as the first one as well. <laughs> um, yeah, I, remember, I seem to remember he scored, but did he come on or not? I'm going to go Harry Wilson. Nope, Harry Wilson uh, started and scored, so uh, well done. Um, I think he was just sort of returned to the team. He hadn't really played much under Coleman, did he? Um, and uh, yeah, so um, yeah, there we are. Good, 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 good. Rod. Right. Um... Trying to think now who's the uh, likely defenders, you know. I'll go Ben Davis. Yep, correct. Yep. Very yep. good. 2 1. Right. Uh, I've got to go. I've got to go for him. You know, I've got to go for him. <laughs> oh, he can't have found Rods. He can't have found another game where he didn't start. He can't. Oh, I wouldn't put. I wouldn't put past him. <laughs> surely, surely, it was 2019. This game wasn't it? So 18 March oh, wait, 2018. Oh, I tell you what, that makes it difficult. I do you know what? Ah, fucking <laughs> hell! Right. <laughs> Will he say it? Yeah, I'm going for it. I'm, I'm invested. Yeah, Connor, Connor Roberts. Incorrect, he didn't play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another game. Yeah. Another game. I th- he only really broke into the team. He started against uh, the uh, Republic of Ireland that autumn, didn't he, in the Nations League? Yeah. And he never I, really I, left I, the, the, uh, the I've team. I lost the year there. I, I thought that game. I'm getting confused because we played Ireland at home in 2017, but that was the. That World was the Cup. qualifiers for the World Cup, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was on the bench, though. He was in the squad, but um, yeah. he didn't get a look in that night, unfortunately. Uh, Rod, you can win it, yeah. Uh, go three from three, I think, for the second week in a row. Uh, I'll lump on Wayne Hennessy. Bang on. Well done. Well done. Uh, Kaus, yeah. do you want to just well, a go just to... Well, I, I was very tempted to go for Gunter, so I'm just going to go for Gunter. Yeah, if it wasn't Connor Roberts, it was going to be Chris Gunter, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a quite a quite a strong team, other than one uh, obvious uh, sort of standout strange pick: uh, Hennessy in goal, uh, Chester, Ashley Williams, James Chester, and uh, Ben Davis centre back. So, you know, a standard carry on from Coleman, Chris Gunter, right wing back. Any idea who was left wing back that night? Was Neil Taylor still playing? No, this was the rogue one. Oh, rogue! That's Ooh. that's pigly yeah. interesting. I, I'm like. pretty sure he hasn't had a cap since. Oh, I don't even know if he had many before that. To be honest, 
Oh, who's, oh. who's this then? I think he was. Playing... I can't even think who you could be talking about. Oh. To be honest, he was playing quite well for uh, Rangers at the time. Oh, oh, Declan John. Oh yeah, yeah, John, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. yeah, his uh. one and one and done. It might have been his only cap. I'm not actually sure. And then uh, Joe Allen, Andy King, Harry Wilson in midfield, Gareth Bale, and Sam Vokes up front. Um, Andy King. Now the bench is where it gets really interesting, right? Um, there was a goalkeeper on there called Michael Pro, um, who currently plays uh, for Birkenis in uh, Norway. I think they're Norwegian. Yeah, Norwegian. Uh, was playing for Preston at the time. Well, never actually played for them. Um, and then went on loan to Bamba Bridge a couple of years later. So, no, I, he's only 28. Um, so no idea what happened to him, why he was even in the squad. Uh, Chris Maxwell was the other keeper. Um, and then it was Tom Lockyer, Adam Matthews, which must have been his last squad, Chris Meppham, Connor Roberts, Lee Evans, who I think uh, is a, always a tidy little player, um, Marley Watkins. Tired from comedy by then, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Sweated loads. Um, yeah. <laughs> Billy Bowden had one of his only um, uh, squads. Uh, Ryan Hedges, Tom Bradshaw, Ben Woodburn. So, um, yeah, a weird squad looking back. But, uh, yeah. It brings us on nicely to this question. Um, congratulations, by the way, Rod. Uh, a good win. That's two all Thank for you. this year. Um, Lovely. Well, not two all, I think, because uh, Klaus... Return, return to form. A return to form, indeed. Yeah. indeed after a rough couple of weeks. Um, uh, David asked, it would be good to get a segment on Welsh players in the EFL not getting Wales call-ups. Uh, on Sunday, Leeds had three Welsh players on the pitch, but so did Preston. Uh, David Cornell... Um, ben Woodburn and Andy Hughes. They also had Chad Evans in the squad. I think less said about Chad Evans, the better. Um, but it is interesting, guys. We spoke about this a lot. You know, you can throw people like Ryan Hedges in the mix there. Uh, there's these Welsh players who are playing fairly consistently in the championship that just do not get a look in um, when it comes to um, comes to the squad. I think Morgan Fox only recently um, had yeah. a bit of a, had a call up. This this weird batch of players in there, and and those lads are pressed and are very much. Uh, maybe not Ben Woodburn. He's had his time. Um, in the, Andy Hughes, though, I mean, he's played for Preston forever, um, yeah. and has never had a look in. Chris Mackle as well. You just mentioned then the, the squad for the China yeah. game. Yeah. Mentioned a lot of we, you know, played a lot of games in the championship and, and never, never played. Has never involved in the squads. So, you know, it's some sort of League Two players in ahead and stuff like that. But yeah, very very strange and. You know, I, I think it's good though. I think you know, you, you look at. I mean, I I don't remember us ever having so many players at championship level. Mm. You know, and we've always had a fair few. The championship has always been probably the most populated league of of the lot in many ways. You yeah. know, for for Welsh players, but um, but yeah, uh, I think um, yeah, the, the, you know, those lads can probably feel a little bit aggrieved not to not to really be on the radar. I'm sure they are on the radar. Though. I'm sure mm. Paige is looking at them, and you know, I, I felt ahead of the World Cup, right as well. I, I thought at the time Ryan Hedges was was one of the best players in the Championship. So you know, so consistent, and you know, he didn't get into that squad for the World Cup. So, but yeah, I'm sure you know that there's reasons behind that. You know, it's not good enough just to be a good player. You've got to fit into the system, and you know, I can't pretend to have seen enough of these lads, but maybe that's the case. Yeah, um, I think I think it is down to you know they'd rather bring in a young lad who's played for the twenty ones and the nineteens and the seventeens rather than you know play for someone who's who's barely played. Um, David Cornell is an interesting one because he's a goalkeeper, 
which uh, we are famously short on at the moment, um, especially goalkeepers that play. I think he's only had, I think this is his first game for Preston yeah. in a long time. Yeah, a sickness time. bug, didn't they, I think? So he came in because the other keeper was ill. Yeah, so, um, yeah. but he, he is our goalkeeper who's got the most, um, you know, most recent performance, especially in the championship. So, uh, one game. <laughs> yeah, one game. I don't know if Adam yeah. Davis, I don't think Adam Davis has played much either, is he, for Sheffield United? So, yeah. Um, Always a concern, but uh, who knows? He could be a, a wild card. Um, but yeah, it, it's the most championship players we've ever had not getting picked anyway, definitely. Because um, there is a big a big range of them in there. Um, Sorber Thomas as well. I mean, completely plays yeah. every week at the moment for Huddersfield and just does not get a look in anymore after being even played in the World Cup. He came on in the England game. Yeah. Um, which is mad now that he just doesn't even get in the squad. So I don't know what happened there. Um, anyway... Paul Burns says, uh, serious question this week. Uh, thanks, Paul, after Paper Scissors Stonegate last week. Um, <laughs> uh, he said, with storms um, uh, we have had over the last few weeks and the advice not to travel unless absolutely necessary, is it time to look at a winter break in the leagues or should we expect players to travel or pull out if teams uh, are worried about travelling in bad weather? Um, Rod, it's it's a great debate of summer football pretty much but the Cymru Premier is breaking at the moment uh, you know there's two weeks without games um, there was loads of games called off at tier two and I'm sure um, plenty down the uh, league is it just the case of we are where we are and probably if the weather's bad just call it off and play it later in the season yeah maybe what they could do is like extend the season so they can fit in more games and yeah. just call them off if the weather's looking like it's going to be shit or something um because you can have bad weather in November, January, yeah. you know. It's, I've seen games called off in August for waterlogged yeah. pitches, you know. So where, where you'd slot a break in just to suit, like, potential bad weather, is, it's difficult. It's just a matter of being able to include or make space for games that might need to be rearranged. So I think maybe just extending the period you play, possibly. But whether that's at the start or the end, I don't know. You could... Uh, Start a bit early and have a month off, but well, not a month, but you know, a couple of weeks. So, but that's just it, a debate. It? This, yeah, no you've one's just really got, you've, got the... you've just got to play games when you can because, yeah, yeah, because yeah. It, it's, it's as simple as that with, with the season uh, running as it is now. And you know, I don't really expect that to change. Um, exactly what you two just said where you're supposed to slot that break, you could you could have that break. Which you know, if you look at last week, the weather was, was quite nice, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so you yeah. have that break then. Oh, we're twiddling our thumbs on a day where, you know, we could be playing football. So it's difficult. Yeah. But one thing's for sure. I mean, um, you know, I, I think uh, someone made a good point about uh, kids football. Mm. You've got kids playing on like boggy pitches and stuff like that. And I actually think this is a bigger issue than the men's game. Um, kids are going to be put off uh, playing football if, if, we're, if we're making them go out on disgusting weather, horrible pitches in the middle of January. Yeah. Maybe we could. Maybe we should be looking at the kids' game and maybe maybe putting that to a summer game. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, so, so that would I I would say at the moment that would be a more pressing issue for me. Yeah, and I think Rods is bang on in terms of extending the season because what it does then is creates backlog, doesn't it? And, and midweek games. But if you have an extra three or four weeks on the end of the yeah. season or at the start of the season, it, it just makes it a bit easier. Um, it's different with the Cymru Prem because most of the pitches are. Um, um, Oh, 3G, so you can almost have a break because um, because they'll play 
most of the year anyway. Um, you yeah. know, very rarely do you see games getting called off. You know, only one or two here and there. So, uh, so yeah, it's a good point. Um, I, I just, I just going to say, uh, um, you know, I, I watched the um, just a quick example. Uh, obviously, Canavan's still on, play, still playing on grass, as do Colwood Bay. Yeah, Canavan um, never get games called off because it's such a slope that all the water comes off anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah. I, uh, Start of the season, I, I saw both games. I saw the first one. I was there for the first one in Colwyn Bay. I watched the uh, the second one recently on on Scoria, and the difference in standard was, was yeah. you know, because the the pitch was just, you know, the people were misplacing passes left, right, and centre. And you know, the product. If you want to improve the product, then you know, I, I'm not a lover of 4G, but unfortunately, it's, it's a massive fact that that the standard is so much better in the middle of winter. On Four G yeah. than it is on grass. So yeah, so yeah, we've we've got to have a think. We've got to do something. Definitely, um, it's one of many things. I think we've got to have a think about when it comes to the domestic game. Um, but we won't get into that now, otherwise we'll never finish. Um, Andrew Dowling says, "Do you remember the first thing you learned about natural science? Uh, do you still know the details of it? Uh, no idea what you're on about. Maybe photosynthesis. Maybe <laughs> Dowling. I guess I understand photosynthesis. Natural science. Did yeah. do that in school with me, yeah. Is he is he suggesting like childbirth? I'm not sure. Rod, you're a scientist, kind of. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah, talk about hemoglobins to me or something. Well, I don't really know what natural is that animals, is it? I don't know. No idea. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't think I don't think anyone's ever gone. Oh, let's go to our expert scientists here, and he just goes, "Was it fucking animals or something?" Is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Natural scientists, um, God knows. Don't know. Must have saw a red kite in the sky and going, "What's that?" And yeah. got told it was a red kite. That's probably. Yeah, I can't think of anything else. That would baffle me with that. Yeah, we've we've <laughs> given enough time to that question. Um, <laughs> uh, the pod father. Uh, the the Altindervilles chairman Alan March says, uh, "I've always felt that music has a sort of time travel effect. It can transport you to a different time and place. Uh, E.g., whenever I hear Suspect Device by Stiff Little Fingers, I'm transported back to 1978, and I'm listening to John Peel's Festive 50. What song transports you back and uh, to where and when? Kaus, have you got anything that transports you back to a particular time? I love." Uh, this question from the chairman um, and uh, yeah no I, I think uh, I think mu- I, I love that music can do that and music can pick up your mood and stuff like that but there's not many sort of uh, genres of music that can sort of take me back to a time other than sort of that little period late 90s early noughties trance music <laughs> and like uh, you know like fucking uh, like scooter and all that sort of nonsense yeah. I, I quite I quite like hearing that because it, it brings me back to uh, yeah. a, a a better time, yeah. a simpler time. Illegal raves in uh, in rural <laughs> Wales. <laughs> uh, Rod, anything stand out for you? Uh, well, I had uh, that Spotify thing at the end of last year, and uh, Robson and Jerome were in my top five. <laughs> uh, so, have you listened to them that... now? You'll be remembered of the glory days of 2023. No, it's just one of the when used to travel with my mum and dad they had a different couple of cds in the car so my dad had like irish ballads and the manix and then my mum had robson and jerome so <laughs> so that's the only thing i can think of off the top of my head but uh yeah yeah um, like like cow said as well though uh, scooter and all them and uh put a donk on it was big when i was about 18 as well <laughs> yeah so 
all that shite, really. Yeah. Uh, there's two albums that do this more than any, right? Um, so the 2013, when I started university, um, there was um, a band called Palmer Violence and a band called Peace. They were sort of like the indie bands of the time. Didn't really uh, stand the test of time, but they're both great albums. If you never listened to them, check them out. Peace had an album called In Love and Palmer had a vi- uh, Palmer Violet had an album called 180. And I still know all the words to both of them. I mean, you used to listen to them in like pre-drinks in university over and over and over again. Um, so they do that more than anything. Um, yeah, great albums. I listened to the piece one the other day. Someone got reminded me of it and I was like, bloody hell. You listened to it and, and I was like, literally transported me. It was mega. I just uh, throw out as well, uh, after seeing Billy on the weekend, being reminded of... Uh... I was 18 when uh, Goldie Looks and Shane brought out their first album, Greatest Hits. Uh, and that, that one definitely takes me back. I used to know yeah. every word to every song on that album. A couple <laughs> of them maybe you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't get away with these days, perhaps. No. Yeah, this album's 20 years old this year. They're doing the yeah. 20th anniversary. The 420 tour. 20 venues, 20 songs, 20 um, years, 20 pounds, something like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, looking forward to that. Uh, Rod, were you going to say something then? No, I was just uh, you said Palmer Violet. I mm. I know one of their songs, but I can't remember which one it is. Best Friends most... was their big hit. That's the bloody one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, that was a great song. Yeah. Really good album. Really good. And they never really followed it up either of them. But um, yeah, one of those sort of enemy bands lost to time. Um, yeah. Uh, what else have we got? Rest in peace. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Moz says, "Are any of you qualified to play for another nation?" And if the Cymru call never came, would you choose to play for that nation? Uh, I am not qualified. I am Welsh uh, through the last three generations, and I've never lived um, anywhere else long enough to um, to qualify. Uh, Rod, are you the same? Yeah, although I could make up an Irish granddad, I think, but uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm yeah all Welsh here. Yeah, so maybe I'll go and live in. Uh, Solomon Islands for a bit, so I can yeah. uh, hopefully get a cap. But yeah, I think those. Yeah, I'm getting a bit old now, so yeah. 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 Kaus, what about you? Yeah, full house, lads. Yeah, I, yeah. I um, can trace my uh, unless you count uh, Ennis Morn as a different territory. I don't know, maybe. But <laughs> Ennis Morn have a team, don't they? They play in those island in the games. I- so in the uh, island games, yeah. My 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 tides family were were from Ennis Morn, so yeah. Um, Maybe have a run out in the island game soon. Yeah. Me against Rodgers playing for the Solomon Islands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. After after yesterday's performance, you never know who was watching, Kaus. You never know who was watching. Uh, Liam Geraghty, um, now making a habit of asking belt-in questions. Uh, he says, when you look at the appearance of numbers one to nine, uh, which one do you think would win a last man standing style of fight? For me, it would have to be the number eight. Um, yeah, house, you think eight? There's a lot of guys who drink in Denver who look like the number eight, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I reckon, yeah, go for that one. Hey, by the way, Mr. Geraghty, once again, uh, disgraceful on a train, uh, cracked open the bug, bug fast at uh, 8 a.m. on Saturday. What a man, unbelievable! Uh, Rod, uh, any numbers? I think, I think he's on the bug fast asking this question. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, four. See, four, I thought, is that's yeah. rugged, isn't it? Like, eight is yeah. soft. But four is a good is number to say as well, four. I yeah. don't know why. But... Right. I don't know why yeah. I spent so much so long on that. Um, Boosh. <laughs> oh, no, no, not Boosh. We'll wait. Wait, Boosh can wait. Um, 
1984 on a bunny. It says best chips and curry in a Cymru League game. Uh, and he also says best beer to drink at games inside grounds. Um, I'm trying to think of particularly good food I've had at Cymru League. It isn't really Flint, renowned Flint. for its... Uh, you Flint. will not beat Flint. No one can beat Flint. Wait, which, oh, there's a burger van out the front by the... Yeah, by the, yeah that is good. I've had that before. Um, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. When when did you go? I think it's only been there the last 12 months, right? Oh, I went during COVID and they had a burger van out the front, but yeah. I don't know if it might be the same one or not. But I no, remember they, having quite one, a good burger then. This one, they do... Um, oh, they do they do everything. They do, like, kebabs, pizzas. Oh. oh it's absolutely outstanding. Desserts, even. You can, like, you can be like, <laughs> eating, like, a, a nice... Um, like uh, rolls by the side. <laughs> I I wanted um, Hollywell to get promoted, but now I definitely want Flint to come back up. Even though Connors Key <laughs> play there, but I I can't be asked going to watch Connors Key. Um, but yeah, but I I want Airbus to come up because you can have uh, flying lessons on the side of the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rod, you had a very bad uh, chip experience yeah. once at Jenna Park, didn't you? Yeah, uh, that would be bottom of the list for me. But um, yeah, it was mainly to, due to the mustard. It came out like uh, yellow water. So <laughs> yeah, and the, but, it, the burger was burnt as well. But I'm sure it was an off day for them. Don't well, slander them again. Uh, you say that at least you got food this time. I went at half time. Yes, uh, on Saturday, and I had the last hot dog in Jenner Park. There was a long queue behind me, and they'd run out of hot dogs halfway through half time. And it wasn't much to write home about. Um, they'd also run out of hot drinks as well, which went down really well. They, they ran out of food in a cup final that was attended by the lowest cup final attendance in, what, like 15 years yeah. or something like that? Yeah, yeah they, knew, they knew TNS were there, so fair, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, yeah. exactly. Um, right, uh, finish it off with uh, Boosh. Here he is. Um, sometimes when you're scared to take a look, the corner of the room you've sent that you you've sensed that something's watching you thrashed iron maiden in fear of the dark i've been listening to the brill danny robbins and canny podcast do you believe in ghosts or do you have a spooky story um i'm sure we've mentioned ghosts before we mentioned aliens a lot but uh firm note from me don't believe in ghosts um and that's that anyone else want to chip in on ghosts yeah, no. What about, yeah. what about what about ghouls, right, or poltergeists? When does a ghost goblins? Become, when does a ghost become a ghoul, and when does a ghoul become a ghost ghost? I don't know. What's the difference between a, a phantom and a spectre? <laughs> Great questions. <laughs> Great questions. Um, and I think uh, I think we'll leave it there. Our views on ghosts, <laughs> well known. Push after the candle question last week is a bit of a disappointing um, yeah. <laughs> one step forward and two steps back yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, right that's it from us this week um, Rod before we go I'm going to ask you to pick a track so what is your track and what is your closing statement uh, I've just been looking the whole time now for a track <laughs> I'm just going to have to go for a classic Mannix one I think Yeah. Uh, let's just go for a design for life nice Not, not yeah. no Robson and Jerome instead could do, but nah, nah. Yeah, keep it well. Uh, that's last year's stuff, that is. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you want to disclose to people what your top listen track was the year before, in 2022? Yeah, some, for some reason I uh, played the Europa League anthem 58 times that year. I, don't, I can't remember playing it once, but there we are. I must have. <laughs> <laughs> the phone must have got jammed or something. I don't yeah. Know. 
Oh, good stuff. Any um, any other closing statements? Any trucking advice for those out there? Uh, I'd park the trucks up this uh, this week with the weather, so um, that would be my only advice. Uh, if you have to go out, you know, take all precautions and uh, check the roads you're travelling on. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Cuts in edge advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only the best. I can't believe 129 episodes in, we now ask you for trucking advice at the end of the pod. <laughs> yeah, I've never driven a truck in my life. I've never <laughs> even been in one. There we are. Kaus, uh, any any closing statements from you? I, I did see uh, Rod sharing something on Twitter earlier on about. Um, yeah, some some lorry drivers trying to reach for something there. Isn't there? <laughs> yeah, I retweeted yeah. that on the Alt Wales yeah, account. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, so funny. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I hope it, I hope it's no, worth it. Whatever he's reaching for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, uh, I. Do you know what? It would have been uh, nice to have seen some trucking advice from Rod yesterday. It was uh, the A four seventy was absolutely disgusting. Well, I, I say that I only used the A four seventy for a short while. It was uh, other roads, but. Um, yeah. The road's available. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to talk about yeah. There we go. I think that's enough yeah, for tonight. That, that's that's all I got to say, really. Just check the roads you're traveling on. That's yeah. all I can say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh dear me, dear me. Anyway, thanks, thanks both. Um, and uh, a reminder that instead of uh, buying a fanzine, I don't even know if it works when I when I ask people to. But uh, please, please, please donate to Matthew's fundraiser. Hopefully, we'll have a return leg. Uh, in the summer as well um, to raise a bit more money. Um, so thanks again, uh, both of you. Thanks everyone for listening. Um, and uh, we'll be back next week with more podcasting. All the best. Jochen Goodbye. Goodbye.